Hello, wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is also the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. Thank you for joining me, Joseph Matichich, uh, Secretary of the Seventh Adventist Church in South Australia. I'm delighted to be your host for the program. So welcome along wherever you might be joining us um, this day. And let me remind you that our text line number here is 04888-80811. We'd love to hear from you. Have any comments, questions, uh, send them through, text them through on our text line number 04888-80811. Now, our topic this week on Drive Time is the Bible, the church, and the environment. In fact, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at that, and you'll very soon find out why we're looking at this. It is extremely topical and timely right now. Uh, Today, though, we're going to begin by asking, whose responsibility is the environment? Well, I'm delighted again that in the host studios here in Adelaide, we have myself, as I said, and also William Mawala. William's the pastor of the Paravista Seventh Adventist Church and the Gawler Church here in Adelaide. Will, great to have you yeah. on board again. Hey, Joseph, good to be back in the studio with you. I hope you had a great weekend. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Very, yep, I did. Busy week at church, and um, but uh, yeah, yesterday I was. I was uh, chilling out with the family and uh, yes. just spent a bit of family time. But, yeah, apart from local church and um, getting back into the swing of things, yeah, being pretty busy. Um, as you know, we had the, this big training event in here in our, in our site, part of the part of Australia here in South yes. Australia. So that was really, yeah, really encouraged by um, just the, the teachings by um, our guest presenter, uh, and that, week. that that went really, really well. It was it really inspirational, yeah. uh, both uh, both for you know number of people that, that came along to yeah. um, the previous uh, Saturday at the uh, the regional program that yes. was that was held, and then during the week. Yeah, um, and the bits I heard were were fantastic, yeah. inspirational, great, great, great stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, I really enjoyed it, and um, it was good because where the regional was, we you know for our. Our sisterhood of churches here in Adelaide. It was in Seaton, which okay. is where I stay currently. Ah, okay. <laughs> so it was Adelaide, nice, sorry, <laughs> not nice and close. <laughs> so I was able to, yeah. yeah, I was just around the corner. But um, yeah, it was a real blessing to see the churches come together and to hear an inspirational message from a church planter, someone who yeah. loves God and right. has so much experience, uh, Johnny Wong. And uh, yeah, was able to share with us as pastors, as you would be aware, uh, mm-hmm. Joseph, and the night meetings as well. So our Living Ministry Media team were able to um, to re- live stream that live. And so, yeah, it was great. And I really um, enjoyed having Johnny along. And um I think all of us were blessed. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Now, Will, uh, today's been an absolutely glorious day. It, yeah. it, it seems like um, the the warm weather has finally arrived to this part of the world anyway. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the fact um, that, um, you know, the weather's been a real topic around our country. Yes. Um, hasn't it, Will? We, we've had, incre- you know, there's been incredible floods 
uh, lately um, in a number of places across across Australia. And um, our thoughts, really, we'll just just you know just on that. I just want to acknowledge if there's any people that are still that are that are affected right now as we speak. Maybe they're they're listening to us somewhere, and our, our thoughts and our prayers are with you. That we we pray that you're safe. And right. um, yeah, we we would hope and pray that you know, things are going to be okay. But there's been some incredible amount of flooding and number of parts, um, yeah. and sort of unseasonably cool uh, for this time of the year in, right. in, in lots of places as well. And um, again, this sort of raises the issue of you know when we think of how the the weather's kind of a bit haywire, people uh, people tend to it to feel that it's um, you know, what's going on and um, Part of the things that often is said is, is that we as humans have um, contributed to what's known as global, you know, global warming, right. uh, which is then affecting affecting weather, or which is the other key, you know, key buzzword, and that is climate change. Right? Um, is is climate change the one that's causing this uh, these these unusual weather patterns? Right. And then, of course, climate. Uh, the change in the climate and the, the warming of our planet due to carbon emissions. Now we're going to touch on that because um, that's that's something that's been ex- extremely topical. Where it's felt that um, we as humans have, have contributed that with uh, the increasing amount of greenhouse gases um, through through uh, f- factories, vehicles, um, uh, you name it. The the the, um, the the carbon emissions from from all those right. things have. Um, have affected our environment. Now, um, the reason this is topical, Will, is because um, right this uh, this starting this week mm. and for the next uh, uh, two weeks is a very significant event that that's that's taking place. Uh, it's called, in short, COP twenty seven. Now, what's COP twenty seven? You may ask. Well, uh, that's the COP stands for the um, Conference of the Parties, the United Nations. Now, COP27 is the 2022 United Nations Climate Change Conference. Right. Uh, more commonly referred to as, in short, COP27, or the, which stands for Conference of the Parties. Right. And uh, it's being held uh, this week and next week. At Sharm El Sheikh in Egypt, right? Um, and um, world leaders will world leaders are going to be gathering uh, together at this conference to talk about climate change, to talk right. about the environment, to talk about the concerns about um, th- what effect what effect this is having on 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 our planet. Now, this is not new. Uh, essentially, these these have been held now every year for the last number of years. Right, and um, I know you know you you have somewhere there about the um the, the Paris uh, Agreement. Is that right too? Yeah. Um, and um, this is still all all extenuating from that from that, that Paris Agreement, which is a few years back, wasn't it? Right. Um, so what I understand is, well, it's and by the way, this is part of one of the joys of doing this show is because yeah. we get to you we. We're trying to be irrelevant, I guess, to what's actually happening in our current world. And right now, world leaders are gathering in Egypt for this um, COP27 yeah. um, climate change conference. And so I was just doing a little bit of research online. And I guess one of their main agendas, Joseph, as you um, just alluded to a few moments ago, is that um, 
is they opened up, I think they started yesterday on the 6th, and uh, they opened their whole meetings with, I guess, this big idea of ensuring that each country um, implements their um, their part of the Paris Agreement. So I wasn't really sure what that meant. So um, what the Paris Agreement essentially is, is that each uh, country is meant to come up with their own, I guess, plan mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. how they would in the coming years, uh, you know, reduce their, you know, gas emissions and all that type of thing to kind of collectively as United Nations to lower the, you know, the greenhouse gases and all that you know all this stuff that's feeding into the into the atmosphere. Yes. So look, I'm not too clued up on this, but it kind of makes sense and almost like asking for countries to be accountable. Yeah. Uh, to this uh, growing problem of climate change um, in our world. So that's one of the key. I that was their key. I guess focus for yesterday's proceedings when mm. they opened this um, this uh, conference just yesterday. Yeah, that's right, Will. And look, it'd be, it'd be great to hear from 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 our listeners out there. Um, yeah. Does does the um, does the environment does the condition of our environment concern you? What 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 are your yeah, what's your good. thinking out there? Text us in on o four triple eight eight o eight double one. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Are you concerned? Uh, with what's happening to to our environment, and uh, that's going to lead into our our question today: whose responsibility is the environment? Right. Uh, we're going to unpack that in a little while, Will. And um, of course, sure. if any people are affected at at the moment directly, let's say by by some of the floods, I'm thinking of you know through some parts of New South Wales. Right. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We, we want to pray for you. Um, yeah, and uh, re- reach out and uh, through prayer to support, so, uh, think of you and support you. But you're right. So we've got this um, uh, this summit. That's this this uh, meeting of world leaders, COP twenty seven, uh, the twenty twenty two United Nations Climate Change Conference. Um, that's just started and being run for the for the next two weeks. Now, what is really significant, Will, and um, this is going to be discussed. Yeah. Uh, here on Drive even more. So we're not going to yeah. go into details, but folks, you, you, you want to keep tuned in. Yeah. You want to keep your, your, your radio tuned in here because you don't want to miss as we, as we unpack this little bit more. Um, one, in addition to all the world leaders, sure. various world leaders, I should say, gathering together, uh, there, uh, in Egypt for the next two weeks, another thing is going to be taking place. There, um, over in Egypt, and that is on Sunday, the 13th, Sunday the 13th, there's going to be a, a gathering at Mount Sinai right. in Egypt. Yeah, I was reading on that. Uh, and it's interesting, this is going to be a gathering where religious leaders, here we are, religious leaders, various religious communities and religious leaders are going to come together calling for climate justice and for a ceremony of repentance. Wow. Wow. So some here we suddenly find where world religious leaders are coming together. Now this this has implications which we're not going to expand on today, will. Yeah. Uh, other than to you know we 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 here on Drive and we like to be looking at current things yeah. and this is clearly very current, very significant where we're finding world religious coming together. Um, for this uh, ceremony of of repentance, which is really uh, quite fascinating and interesting. Be- uh, yeah, yeah, keep going. Be- oh, I was just going to say, there's going to be uh, people representing Judaism, Islam, and others. So, yeah. you know, not not just Christian leaders, but 
this is this is significant. Yeah, and I was just uh, as you were sharing that, Joseph, I couldn't help but. You know, we open up our show each and every time on Drive Time. We're talking about, you know, current trends in in light of Bible prophecy. Ah. And I can't help but think that, you know, we may have listeners out there going, okay, this is just, you know, world leaders trying to address climate change. Mm. But could it be that this is part of, I guess, uh, prophecy actually being fulfilled, whereas... Something as neutral as the environment yeah. would bring religious leaders together. And I find that fascinating, yeah. Joseph, yeah. that that there, that there is a sense in which we must be interfaith, interdenominational, because we all want a, a perfect, a beautiful planet. We mm. all want to see our planet healthy. healthy. Who, who wouldn't want to put their hand up for that? Exactly. So on the outside, it's, uh, it sounds like a very noble initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't help but think when we when we kind of tie these events in, we look at Bible prophecy and we see kind of how this, it's very interesting times we're living in. That's mm, all I'm trying to say. Mm, mm, absolutely. Bible prophecy indicates the uh, world uniting uh, powers yes. uniting and here we find something that could be a catalyst for that to take catalyst, place so, that's the word uh, friends you, you've got to stay tuned because we're going to be looking at it we, we, we are simply um, just touching the surface today we're going to just scratch the surface but over the next two weeks here on drive time don't go anywhere so we're actually doing this topic as well into the in next week exactly to kind of overlap the, the actual conference as well because yeah. it's going for a couple of weeks as well timely Timely. Well, uh, folks, uh, we have a, another free offer on today's show. It's a, a great book uh, called Hope When the World Falls Apart, written by Russell Burrell. Now, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting Russell Burrell. Wow. Uh, I had remember. the pleasure of um, reading a number of his other books. Um, a great man now, uh, well, well retired, but um, he's he's been a great uh, a great man, preacher, an evangelist, and this is a great book. Hope when the world falls apart, and uh, this uh, to get this offer, you need to text the code which is S A eighty to our number O four triple eight eight oh eight double one. And then the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. So text the code word SA80, that's the letters SA and the number 80, no space. Text it to 04 888 Well, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, William and I, we're going to begin by addressing the question, whose responsibility is the environment? Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A. This is your nation, this is your land, this common future, this shared hope, land of reaping, this land of harvest, this is your land, this is a home, this is a great Southland of the Holy Spirit. This is your nation, 
This is your land This land of plenty This land of hope The richest harvest Is in her people From age to age Your spirits come That was the Great South Land, uh, sung by Jeff Bullock, of course, uh, referring to our land of Australia. And um, we've mentioned at the top of the show that um, currently we're thinking of people who are affected across our land by by floods in particular. has uh, been throughout Victoria into parts of New South Wales at the moment. Um, and our prayers and thoughts are with those who may be, may be directly affected right now as, as we speak by that. And if that's you, uh, we pray that you are safe. Yeah. Pray that things will things will work out. And um, as we said right at the top of the show, uh, the weather the weather has become really topical, and uh, this is something that uh, really people have taken more of an interest in, and um, starting to see whether it's really humans uh, human human activity will over the last number of years. Our, our lifestyle, whether that's really contributed to um, upsetting the, I guess, the, the balance, the, the, the climactic balance, if I can put it that way, the balance of the climate, and, um, and that's causing some of these unseasonal conditions, floods, famines, right. um, storms. And, and, and so on and so forth. Now, a skeptic could say, well, it's, that's always been the case, that, that, that comes and goes, but... Uh, yeah. Is it really the case, you know? And um, 
that's that's something that we can yeah we can discuss. But we are looking here today at the question of whose responsibility is the environment, and uh, the reason we're doing that, as we alluded to, is because right now uh, world leaders have gathered for the latest United Nations Climate Change Conference, right. and uh, this conference is the latest in a series that have been held and um and currently this one's going to be this one is being held i should say in in egypt and uh we want to look at this obviously from a uh from the point of view um the bible the church and the environment and so we got, we're asking whose responsibility is the environment i mean um the uh, clearly climate activists clearly uh proponents of um uh, of of those who who are saying that hey we need to do something about it clearly are saying that responsibility is ours and we need to act and we need to act now so we just want to um, look at this taking away uh, some of that um, I guess probably raw emotion that's that's yeah. connected with this this uh, these heated discussions and uh, look at this well yeah what does what does the Bible actually tell us whose responsibility is is the environment so let's let's talk about that today. Thanks, Will. Yeah. So we're wanting to ask the question, uh, or trying to attempt to answer the question, um, whose responsibility is the environment? And I guess from a biblical perspective, God says we are. Mm, and, okay. um, and we we say that because um, in the opening book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, yeah. it really gives us a solid foundation yeah. as to this sense of creation, God as creator, and then also how God created us. Yeah. And what? God actually instructed the first humans, as it were, on planet Earth, Adam and Eve, and there was a very direct command about mm. our relationship to the planet. So not only does does the Bible be commence by outlining God as as creating, but there is fairly specific descriptions there about humans. Yes, God creating humans as the crowning act of His creation, if you like, and a fairly right. uh, and then more information about. Their role and their purpose. Yeah, uh, it doesn't just state that he created them. Full stop. That's it. Go for it. But there's actually actual right. directions, yep. instructions, uh, directives given to them. Yeah. So we're going to look at some Bible passages to kind of lay the foundation, uh, Joseph, for our listeners out there. But I think I just want at the outset just to kind of share a bit of a, I guess, a, a theme for today in our time on the show, and that is this idea when we think about the environment. When you read the Bible, Joseph, as you will be aware, hmm. this idea of this environment, this planet that you and I live in, that we live in, it's a gift from God. This okay. planet that you and I are living in, the Bible says it was created by God. It yeah. was given to us uh, in a perfect state. Now, yeah. you and I are living in, as the Bible would call, a fallen world mm. where everything around us has been marred by this this entrance of sin. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share with our listeners, a word that kind of comes to my mind, Joseph, as I, we're kind of talking about this subject today, is this idea of a steward. Okay, so that's a, now that's not a word yeah. that, uh, I mean... Immediately, I'm kind of thinking of stewards, yeah, stewards at you know, horse races or something like that. That's clearly not what we're right, talking right, about. No. What, what's a steward? Can you want to yeah. define that word well, and, and then let's look at how, 
where it fits in with the yeah. Bible. Yeah. So a couple of uh, dictionary definitions of a steward. So a steward could be um, um, either a person employed to look after, say, passengers on a ship, like what you were saying, or aircraft or a train. Um, another uh, way to just define steward is a person responsible for supplies of food, mm-hmm. say, to a college or a club or an institution. But I think the one we're kind of looking at is it's um, it's um, to manage or look after ah. another's property. To manage and look after another's property. property. Well, that's 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 already got significant yes. implications. So, someone else's property. Yes, uh, that means it, it actually doesn't. Uh, we we don't actually own it. Yes. However, we are to manage. Yes. Uh, the property. Yes. And I'm gathering, Will, that you're probably going to indicate that the property we're, we're referring to here is. Is the is yeah. our world? Yes, um, the world that God created, this earth that He created. Yes, because He made it. He's 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 the owner. He's yes. the rightful owner, right? right? And I think we can look up in the tech a uh, number of texts in yes. the Bible that, that that highlight clearly that the world belongs to God. The earth uh, yeah. is His. Yes, and by virtue of Him being creator, He's the one that owns it. Yep. However, He's entrusted it to humans to manage it. That's right. Well, let's look at a few passages um, today, Joseph, but just very quickly, the very first words, words of the Bible is Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the mm. heavens and the earth. So immediately when you open the Bible, it introduces this, this God, this, this supernatural being as creator. Yeah. So, so you can't go anywhere more than the first verse of the Bible without being hit with this idea that God actually created this earth. Now, a couple of texts that we want to kind of focus on kind of uh, to start it today is that wonderful passage in Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Okay. Well, yeah, take us there. Yeah. So That's- let's start. I just want to read it out loud for sure. us today and uh, really gives us the origins of humanity, but also in relation to this planet that we're living in. So here we go. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Um, the Word of God says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Uh, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. The Bible says, verse 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then it goes on to say, Joseph, in verse 28, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, mm. fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That's interesting. So here we find a description of God creating the first humans Yes, um, at the end of the creation week. So he's created the world, yeah. he's, he's created space, yes. and he's created the environment, right? and then he fills it. Uh, fills it initially with with vegetation, then with plants, then with yes. animals, and then ultimately with humans. Yes, and then he instructs them uh, to be fruitful and multiply. Now that's one thing. Um, just just in passing, will that that humans have actually obeyed? Yes, <laughs> they have been fruitful and multiplied. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they've correct. Pop- they've populated the earth successfully, but he doesn't stop there. That's correct. He also told them to to do what to rule over and to subdue, and so. From that, we get the idea that that yeah, we are to to oversee, to manage, and and um, yeah. Uh, now tomorrow we're going to look even more as to what what it means to actually subdue it. 
what 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 that could be getting at. But clearly, God places here humans um, yeah. to to be in charge of That's creation, right. right? In charge so, of the world, yeah. And so I think for for today's conversation over the next coming days, when the world is talking about environment policy and reducing, you know, um, you know, global warming and all that. Um, we're kind of taking it a step back and looking at it from a biblical perspective. Um, these conversations are important because because there is a transcendent being that actually created the environment. Yeah. Whereas, um, and so for the Christian, for a, for the the Bible actually speaks about, hey, here is God. He created um, Adam and Eve in the image of God, mm. which is in the character of God which is mind-blowing in and of itself, but then there is this command yeah. to have dominion over the earth, over all the animals, over all the plants and vegetation. So going back to our definition of steward, uh, Adam and Eve were, I guess, they were caretakers. They right. were to take care of and manage this beautiful planet that yeah. was given to them. Now, my mind just thinking, Joseph, what the planet would have looked like, you know, um, in its in its Perfection. Yep. Yeah. Where there was no, uh, everything was just beautiful. The trees would have probably eclipsed probably up to the, you know, the, the cloud. I don't know. It would have, yeah. uh, my mind's just racing of, of how exuberant the veget, you know, the, the flowers and, you know, the, the, the harmony of the animal because it wasn't just perfect in a sense of, I guess, aesthetically, but there was this sense of a harmony between Adam, the created uh, animals, as it were. Everything was just perfect. And, and that's what I want to try and get across to our listeners today is that when we talk about this idea of um, whose responsibility is it, well, we see it right there in the beginning of the Bible. This was Adam's responsibility that he, he was given and him and his wife, uh, Adam and Eve, were given charge of this. Yeah. Of yep. this beautiful planet that we live in today. So think about, so there's Genesis 1, Joseph. Now, if, if you don't mind, if we go over the page to Genesis 2, we see, I think, the real, this is probably the most uh, direct uh, reference that we can share today with our listeners mm. that talk about this idea of whose who's responsibility is the environment. Okay. So um, if you look at the second chapter, chapter 2, and it go, it's down there in verse 15, it says there, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Ah. So there it is. It's pretty clear. Yeah. And then the Bible says, you know, he continues to say, and then, then there's the, this mention of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and yeah, yeah. God gave him command not to eat it and so forth. But, but here's the thing, Joseph, when we see in the Bible, it says the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden, put him in the garden to, to tend it and to keep it. So he was entrusted with that stewardship role, as it were, mm. um, to manage and to take care of it. And so when we're asking the question today, who's your responsibility? Well, that's what God told Adam. That, mm. that was his job uh, to to manage and to take care of the environment. Which, uh, yeah, it's it's it's. So this is a very much um, when we're talking about the environment. Um, you know, Christians should have some type of. Um, you know, we should have a, a sense of responsibility. Yeah. You know, this is not something that you know politicians kind of. You know, like what they're doing today in this in this conference in Egypt. I think it's great yeah. that our our world is sensing that unless there are drastic changes, that the world's going to you know cl- global warming and all that. But 
wouldn't it be yeah, but even more so for a believer to to know that this world has has been entrusted to us to take care of it. I think what you're highlighting there is something really significant. That is that uh, we who's responsible for the environment? Well, we are, right. and uh, as as Bible believers, as as Christians, or as as a, as followers of God, uh, we have, if you like, an even greater mandate right. or reason to care for the environment than than uh, than anybody else, um, and um, that's. That's, I think, the I think the key, yeah, um, which is connected to this idea of us being steward. Right. The, the, the whole concept of stewardship is to be seen in this yeah. context. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when when I, and that might be a foreign word to um, our listeners out there. We don't use the word steward and stewardship as much. No. In some Christian circles, we do use that word because it it uh, denotes responsibility, like in our particular church uh, system we there is a stewardship ministries as it were yeah and and let's be honest joseph when i hear the word uh, stewardship it's so we kind of think along the lines of monetary stewardship to mm. take care of our you know to return tithe and all that type of thing well i'm reminded of the fact that jesus actually told a parable of the the unjust steward you know Um, oh very good yeah he actually tells this parable and uh yeah it it was clearly a, a case of where the person uh, hadn't been handling it uh, well or investing the resources and you know, in, in that case uh, you know, the, the monetary value. But yeah, so the the word well the word is used there by Jesus, but in addition to that, clearly the the concept yes. of us being stewards is very clear there as you've you've outlined from Genesis chapter one and Genesis chapter yeah. two. That's right. Hey, I want to just read this because I think it really encapsulates mm. this uh, idea of what it means to be a steward. And, and I love these words. It says here, we are God's stewards entrusted by him with time and opportunities, abilities and possessions, and the blessings of the earth and its resources. We are responsible to him, to God, for their proper use. Ah. It says we acknowledge God's ownership by faithful service to him and our fellow human beings. And uh, it goes on there talking about returning tithe and, and our offerings. Um, and he goes on to say here, stewardship is a privilege given to us by God for nurture in love and the victory over selfishness and covetousness. Stewards rejoice in the blessing that comes to others as a result of their faithfulness. So when you look at this definition of stewardship, uh, or being a good steward, as it were, uh, Joseph. I like the part there. It says, um, "We are we have been entrusted by God, mm. and we are responsible to Him for their proper use." It's kind of like our bodies. You know, yeah. the Bible mentions a lot about good point. Uh, good point. Care of our yep. bodies. That's right. Exactly and right. So you know, the Apostle Paul says that um, you know we are to glorify God in our bodies. Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, and, and you know, kind of. Um, Coming back to, you know, we we're talking about this idea of this global, you know, climate change conference in Egypt. Um, you know, there is the, I guess, the secular side of it, if I could use that word loosely, mm. of a motive to kind of meet and discuss these things. I see it as well, like in the physical realm, like when we talk about our bodies, you know, there's athletes and, you know, people who have various uh, reasons to take care of their body. Yeah. But, you know, as coming back to the biblical concept, yeah. we have 
even more so we have a, a reason. I, I like that. I really, really like that. that. That's a very, very good point that you've raised, a very right. important one in the sense that, yeah, we uh, from the Bible have a biblical mandate to care for our bodies, to, to live healthily yeah. uh, because God created our bodies. That's right. God made us. And uh, by caring for them, we are glorifying God. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, at the sake of just uh, reiterating what you've just said there, yeah. uh, people can be very much focused on their health for completely different reasons. Yeah. Uh, just because it'll make them fitter or stronger or yes. better output on the sports field or or they may look look great or feel good. Yes. Um, so there's all sorts of motives yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. And if I was to go a little bit further, some of them do it because it's, you know, um, particularly as far as, I guess, a let's say a vegan diet right. that people that people who are really committed to that some will do it for the reason from the reason that it is um uh, better for well it it avoids cruelty to animals right? right so they do it out of concern for for animals whereas what we're finding here is the 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 primary motive is because we're acknowledging and I, and like the way you sort of expressed it there something about uh, we're responsible to god it shows our responsibility to him because he's the owner, right? He's the creator. That's correct, and uh, and he's entrusted this to us. Do we have a responsibility? Absolutely, we yeah. do. Yeah, and I think um, when we look at this idea of the environment, um, as as we've been saying, uh, for the Christian, it should be uh, a matter of importance because we have been entrusted to take care of. Um, this the beautiful creation that God has provided uh, for us. You know, in the Bible, um, there are many, um, I guess, scriptural references that talk about our relationship to God mm. as Creator. And coming back to this theme of God as Creator, um, there is this sense in which you know, if God created the earth. And as he says in Genesis 1, he gives Adam and Eve the mandate to take care of this planet. So everything that God has created, in a sense, we've been entrusted to take care of, which is, you know, not just the environment, but animals. Mm. Um, you know, wildlife, you know, probably that's put more under the environmental banner, but, you know, like we're not really talking about today, but I was talking about animals and animal cruelty and, you know, you're alluding to the, you know, people who adopt a plant-based lifestyle because they don't want to, you know... See animals. See animals die. So I guess what we're trying to get at today is when we talk about environment, God gave the first human beings, Joseph, and I want to make this kind of clear, is he gave them this gift of, of taking care of this beautiful planet. Okay. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know, just thinking off, off right now. It's like if I gave, uh, let me give you an idea. Maybe it just came to my mind. Um, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, my wife and I, we went to, uh, to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Auckland for a week for a family, um, function. And while we're there, we hired a car, mm-hmm. right? As you hire a car all the time. And you know, the process and they fill in the paperwork and that. But when we were driving around and it was pretty interesting, Joseph, because we had signed up for this SUV and, um, Tarani tells me that when she went to the, you know, to the place to get it, all the SUVs were out of stock. So they said, well, we've only got this left. And she looked out the window and it was like a brand new Toyota Hilux. Oh. It was like a really good one. And <laughs> she said, oh, well, we'll be happy. 
happy to take that upgrade. <laughs> so, you know, when she brought it home, I said, hey. So anyway, um, the point I'm making is I love driving around in it, you know, for a few days around South Auckland and everything, and it looked pretty flashy and people, you know. But the point is it wasn't mine. No. So I had to take care of it. Yeah. And obviously in today's world, you know, you're going to have to cough up the cash if you ding it or whatever. That's right. But this, this You're very sense, particular. Yeah, this sense that, yeah, I was driving around with it, but I knew it wasn't mine. Yeah. Because I knew okay. in a few days I'm going to, you know, I'm going to return it. We're going to yep. head back to Australia and all that. And that's how it is with the environment. With yeah. our, and, and with everything that God has given to us um, as, as, um, as a gift, so, um, so yeah, so when we're talking about the environment, um, this is something that, that Christians, uh, we see it's a biblical concept. It's not something that, you know, world leaders are just, well, they are meeting right now in Egypt yeah. to discuss yeah. the current state of our environment, but this goes right back to the book of Genesis. It does. And so, um, that's, yeah, really significant that, that what we're, we're, we're highlighting here is that, are we responsible? Well, who's responsible for the environment? We are responsible. Right. We are responsible because God created it and yep. entrusted it to us as a perfect gift. Yes. And uh, we're, we're to care for it for that reason. And sadly, it, it would seem that yeah, most people are now concerned about the environment because it, it might be affecting us without acknowledging that we're to care for it because it's God's. He made it and he entrusted it to us. And look, we'll, um, we need to take a break. But yeah, let's just do before it. we jump to the break, I wanted to remind our listeners again of our book offer. It's a great book, Hope When the World Falls Apart, written by uh, Russell Burrell. And, uh, this, this is a, a, a great book that, um, it's actually, um, it's actually based on, uh, the, the messages uh, from the, the book of Daniel and Revelation, and uh, it covers a number of topics. This is this is uh, a book that is a great resource. Let me say this: it's worth grabbing. And to get the offer today, text the code SA eighty to o four triple eight eight o eight double one. So the code SA eighty SA eight zero to o four triple eight eight o eight double one. Can I just have a quick shout out, Joseph? I can see on our system here that uh, Margie's, um, our faithful listener, yes. Margie, has already texted in for that book. So thanks for tuning in today, Margie. We appreciate you tuning in today. Absolutely. Great to have you, Margie, on board. And uh, yeah, we'll, so we're talking about the Bible, the church, and the environment. Whose responsibility is it? It's our responsibility because the, the earth is the Lord's. He created it and gave it to us. And um, and that's why this this song. Let's enjoy this song. It, it reminds us. It's right on what we're talking about. Uh, beautiful song. This is my father's world. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. This is my father's world, and to my listening. All nature sings and round me rings The music of the spheres This is my Father's world I rest me in the thought Of rocks and trees, of skies and seas His hand the wonders wrought 
This is my father's world The birds their carols raise The morning light, the lily white Declare their maker's praise This is my father's world He shines in all that's fair In the rustling grass I can hear him pass He speaks to me Father's world Oh let me Ne'er forget That though The wrong seems Oft so strong God is the ruler Yet This is my Father's world The battle Is not done Jesus Who died Will be satisfied and earth and in heaven be one. This is my father's world. The battle is not done. Jesus who died will be satisfied and earth and in heaven be Uh, that was This Is My Father's World by Chris Rice. And you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome back to the show uh, with myself, Joseph Matichich, and uh, William Mawala. We are looking at the question, whose responsibility is the environment? And, uh, Will, uh, I think we've made it quite clear yeah, whose responsibility it is, right. haven't we? So um, we've established that. But, but let's, let's pick this up again as we, uh, as we go into the last yeah. segment of our show today. So I want to just share uh, Psalm 24 and verse 1. I love this passage, Joseph. It tells us, uh, David says in Psalm 24, verse 1, The earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Interesting, it doesn't just talk about the world. It actually talks about the people in it, mm. the world and those who dwell in it. Everyone belongs and to God. So, yep. so we're trying to we're looking at the question today, Joseph, um, whose responsibility is it? We're saying it's ours. It's uh, it goes right back to the the beginning of the Bible and mm. our first parents, and so we need to begin by, I guess, reminding ourselves as we've been mentioning our show that you know God is uh, Creator, He's sovereign, He's He's Creator of all, so He's the rightful owner yeah. of everything, and yeah. so that's why we're talking about us as stewards. We don't own the planet, we didn't create the planet. We have this sub sub. We're kind of like uh, we play the role of a steward as a manager. Yeah. So, which entails responsibility. And so, and as we go back to our text here, it says not only is the earth is the Lord's, but it says, but the people also, we and everyone else. Now, that's very interesting, Joseph, because it tells me that even though people may walk around this planet and may have no, you know, don't claim to know God or yeah. believe in God, yeah. God actually says 
they belong to me. Yeah, now, that's, that's a fascinating thought. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, so that's one concept. Now, maybe, maybe just a few, maybe I guess, just ideas. Maybe when we're thinking mm. about our responsibility um, for the environment. Um, a big, you know, uh, topic of discussion on the global stage is water. Mm. Now, you know. As how can we be responsible for the environment? We can be thoughtful in how we use the water. Now, I remember, you know, you were probably told, you know, when you're brushing your teeth, don't let it just keep T- running on the, the faucet. T- <laughs> turn the tap off. Yep. Yeah, every, so, every drop counts. It builds up. Right. Yeah. So, um, and certainly in Australia, uh, mostly we've, we've been mindful of the fact that water is precious. Yeah. Yep. Limited. Yeah. Fresh water. Yeah. So I guess what we're trying to say, this part of our program is, you know, there's little things we could probably do, Joseph, to, I mean, to do our little part, as it were. That's right. You know, like even, you know, in Australia, we got our, you know, recycling, you know, bins and all that, you know, we got just to, you know, there's a little bit we can do and if we all kind of do it. So I'm thinking- Well, that, that, that that's one that, you know, you mentioned about recycling, that, that, that that's a little way where yeah. we can- uh, Obey God's command to yeah. to tend and to keep our our environment. Sure. Yeah, very good. So, um, interesting, uh, Joseph, you mentioned about um, even our very uh, lifestyle uh, food habits, you right? Know? And it's being very more and more increasingly uh, uh, there's an awareness of you know the, um, adopting a vegetarian or plant based lifestyle. That's right. Um, be, can actually do it's actually an environmental. Um, it can benefit the environment when mm. we go down that, that, that way. So, you know, maybe some listeners out there um, may not have thought of it that, hey, just by, you know, my light, my diet choices can actually be impacting or harming the environment. And not only that, but right there in Genesis 1, right in the beginning, Will, where, it, where we clearly get the yes. idea that we are stewards <laughs> or managers, right. God gave the original diet, That's fruit, nuts and grains, which, right. which is actually a, well, essentially a plant-based diet. Yeah. Why? Because that's not only is it the healthiest, that's proven. There's right. no shadow of a doubt. It's by far the healthiest, the best diet. Right. Why? What, because... God knows what's best for us. That's He's right. our maker, and so he. It's yeah. like you know, if we follow the owner's manual, the Bible, we 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 find out where yeah. it is. That's it's the best for us, and it just so happens to also be the best for the environment. Yeah. But again, it comes back to that idea of acknowledging yeah. God. So, I guess what we're um, trying to just share t- today is it's our responsibility. Um, there's little things we can do in our everyday lives um, that can make this world a more healthier and sustainable place to live. Mm, mm. I think that's kind of the idea. Um, so being a steward is, is especially in the Christian sense, it's just understanding that the gifts and talents and blessings that I'm entrusted with yep. is I'm meant to be a good steward of it, whether it's my finances or, you know, taking care of my physical body. That's an act of being an, uh, a good steward, mm, mm. you know, and obviously in today's program, we're talking about the environment. Hey, a- any other things you want to share about how we can care? You know, we, we mentioned about uh, water. We mentioned about food. Right. Are there other ways that we can uh, care for our environment? Yeah, and I think probably goes along the lines of, um, um, well, what the, the conference is, um, you know, this global climate change conference is about, Reducing the level of carbon emissions. Okay. Um, you know, that's 
part of you know right. what they're discussing on the world stage. Um, but by being good stewards of the earth, I think Joseph is we just being aware that there's there's things that we could be doing to, um, you know, to mitigate, you know, uh, and lessen, I guess, our what we're doing to impact the um, the environment around us. That's right. And I think, like you touched a little bit earlier, it's recognizing that God made everything. Right. He made everyone and everything. Animals, for instance. Right. Uh, we we had to care for animals. Right. They're God's creatures. Yeah. Uh, we're to care for animals. Uh, animal cruelty, animal suffering has is not something that we should be, you know, uh, allowing. Uh, plants, right? God created and and gave us gave us plants. Now we yeah we have a direct benefit from vegetation, don't yeah, we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, whether it's for uh, as as food supply or even providing you know air and oxygen. So there's there's a couple of other ways too. Thanks, Will. Right. And. Um just before our time is up, Joseph, I thought I'd just, just kind of insert this idea um, that when, and I believe our, our guys will pick it up uh, in the rest of the week, is that mm. what we were talking about at the top of this show about perfect creation, Genesis 1, God gave, given Adam and Eve this beautiful, perfect creation to kind of tend and to keep and to manage. Sin has really, when you go to Genesis chapter 3, when our first parents listened to the enemy, the... Uh, the serpent and and basically uh, disobey God. Mm. We see really how the environment has itself um, been affected by by sin. Okay, okay. And I, I believe our our guys tomorrow are going to touch on that a bit more. But yeah. just to kind of insert that today is that our whole environment today, as we see it today, Joseph, um, is really a product of. Of what happened originally in the Garden of Eden when God uh, instructed our first parents not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And when they ate it, um, not only did they die themselves, mm. but the planet around them started to even decay, as it were. Mm. And mm. so, you know, there's a sense in which the environment and, and humanity's relationship with God has yeah. been affected um, by by the entrance of, of rebellion and sin, which is, you know, kind of part of another topic. But I just want to, I just want our people to know out there today, Joseph, that this world, as beautiful as it is, it's been marred and affected. Yes. And, and not just environments. You're talking just a bit, a little while ago about how we can take care of the animals and that, even the very animal kingdom. Yeah. And has been distorted, yeah, yeah, um, by by so, the entrance of sin. So survival of the fittest and yeah. killings and whatever else, extinctions, yeah. absolutely death. So uh, that, that, I think we really need to underscore this. What, what you're uh, highlighting there, Will, is is really really important, and that yeah. is um, humanity's uh, disobedience. So um, humans uh, going into sin, choosing their way. Immediately had an effect on environment. You read that in Genesis three, don't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. Suddenly, this uh, reference there at the end, Genesis chapter three, and God says, you know, "Thorns and thistles, yeah, and yes. you know, out of sweat of your brow." Um, suddenly, there's there are immediate consequences, right? And they have affected. So the the, the, the destruction of our environment began immediately with humans right. uh, going into sin, and then of course human nature, selfish exploitation, uh, self centered, all of that has contributed further to. The, to the abuse of yeah. of nature of our environment, which gets us, which has got us into the situation that we are today. Right. 
right? And I'm glad that our guys are going to pick up on this as well about this idea of how sin has marred and affected um, this this world in which we live. So I just want to share to our listeners out there that this topic of the environment, it's it's important for us as, as Christians to consider and to contemplate. And um, because we realize that this beautiful world we live in, even though it's been marred by sin, it's a gift from God. And yeah. I think even though sin exists in our world today, I believe that that mandate is still there. The The command is still there that we are to manage and to tend and keep it. Yeah. And I just think to myself, um, you know, if, if, if the secular person or the person with no Christian worldview can be so... Uh, passionate about this topic, how much more should we be yeah. as followers of Jesus Christ? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Now that that's great. Look, thank you very much, Will, and thanks everyone for joining us today on on Drive Time. Um, tomorrow we're going to be looking at should humanity subdue the earth. I hope you can tune in then. Uh, but in the meantime, please remember that Christ said, "I'm leaving you with a gift: peace of mind and heart." And the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives, so don't be troubled or afraid. May God richly bless you.